it's time for the only show that doesn't care about ratings, Witness Radio, with your host, Ryan Muniak. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Witness Radio, the only show that doesn't care about ratings because our sole purpose is to save souls. On purpose. Today, I have a published author on on the uh, airwaves with me. He's a, a gentleman that's been on the show a couple of times before, and I love it every time he comes on, but I also hate it. Uh, that that really speaks to to our relationship in general. Ladies and gentlemen, Andrew Rappaport with Striving for Eternity. Andrew, thank you for coming on the show today. See, and I just love being with you. There's no hate there. <laughs> Thanks for having me. So, Andrew, we're going to get right into it. You wrote a book. I, I don't know why. I mean, it's not like you can talk for hours on end and put people to sleep or anything. Yeah, but this way now they can just, when, you know, someone's having trouble sleeping, now there's a book. They don't have to listen. They can just read it and fall right to sleep. Mm. The book is called What Do They Believe? A Systematic Theology of the Major Western Religions. So the first question I have to ask is, why just the Western religions? Why why, why you got to be hating on the Eastern religions? <laughs> well, for a very simple reason. Uh, the way this book actually came about, and, I, and so I'll give a longer answer for that, but uh, as you know, Ryan, I'm from a Jewish background, so I often would get asked what Jewish people believe, and I actually, with 10 years of Hebrew school, um, really didn't know as much and started studying the Talmud on my own after uh, I was a Christian. But I, after 9-11, was asked to teach in Sunday school on Islam. Uh, the elders came to me because they know I like to do original source material, so they knew I'd read the Quran, not what a bunch of Christians say about the Quran. So I started studying it, tried systematizing it. Then after I got done with that, they said, hey, how about Judaism? So I said, okay. They said, hey, I know we know you've done some work in, uh, you know, with Mormonism and Jehovah Witness, can you do that too? So I did. And then I said, well, why don't I wrap it up and do uh, some others? So I did Catholicism and did a lesson on Christianity. And I said, well, let's, let's see if we could do this and continue with Hinduism and Buddhism. And I stopped right there because what you see in the book is that it's a systematic theology where we look into six different doctrines. In, with every one of the religions I mentioned, we looked at what's their authority, what's their view of God, what's their view of Christ, what's their view of sin, what's their view of salvation, and then what is their view of end times. And when you come to things like New Age type thinking or uh, Hinduism, Buddhism, they don't have an authority. And so you, there's nothing that you can really go to and say, this is what they all believe. Um, keeping in mind that Hinduism, Buddhism, everything's an illusion. So there isn't anything solid to really you know, go to. So it, it part of it was that was, it, you know, you really can't systematize those. The other part was my wife really got sick of me pulling what little hair I have left out. And, <laughs> She got tired of hearing me from my office screaming, I can't believe they believe this. And as I would study, I mean, this is uh, 14 years of my life that I spent studying these different religions. 
And you read some of this stuff and you go, I can't believe people actually believe this. And it it is a frustrating thing. So my wife just said, would you finally just get into the Bible and just study the truth and not all this falsehood? And I said, okay. I thought maybe one day I would return to it. So we'll see. Maybe in the future, I will look at the, the other religions. So what you're trying to tell everyone is that there could very possibly be a sequel to your <laughs> What Do They Believe book. <laughs> yeah, it'll take another 14 years of study. But and, but part of it is this is, you know, this was written to Americans or to people in, in Western, Western world and, and help in their evangelism efforts and understanding of other religion efforts. And so I was focusing on the ones that we deal with the most. And with yeah. that comes in the question of, aren't there plenty of other books that talk about different religions? You have a lot of books. Uh, Walter Martin, for example, that did the kingdom of the cults and, and goes into, many, many more belief systems than, than I have. And you'd say, well, why don't you do these, you know, uh, ones like Ray Comfort's, uh, world religions in a nutshell, where you're dealing with a whole lot. But if you look at those books, they don't go into great depth on any one of them. And they typically will focus on how they got founded and more historical notes and not to their specific beliefs with tons of quotations from their sources. And, that's what makes us a little different. This isn't going into tons of religions. It's going into the few major ones that we're going to be encountering the most um, in the Western world and then systematizing their theology, which some of them, like Islam, they don't have that at all. Hmm. Okay. So now, I, I know you said it earlier, but could you go through it one more time? What are the different world religions that are covered in this book? So, so they're done. Um, Judaism is the first, and then Roman Catholicism and Islam. We'll deal with Jehovah Witnesses and Latter-day Saints. And then we, we end on the truth of Christianity, which may cause some to think, wait a minute, you said, you know, Christianity, you set that separate from Roman Catholicism and Mormonism and Jehovah Witness. Don't they all say they're Christian? No, they all said that Christians were Christians like you and I, Ryan, that believe in salvation by grace alone are not Christian or that the church needed to be restored. And so in those three, they've said at one point or another that believers like you and I are not going to heaven. So I have no problem saying they're not Christian like I'm like the Bible says or like I and you believe. Okay, well, I like the sound of that, that you're willing to take a stance that these religions that claim to be Christian are not Christian, or these religions that claim to follow Christ or have Christ as a major person in their religion, it's not true. It's not the one true faith, the one that saves you. So, on the back of your book, let me pull it out here, it says, this book will attempt to explain what the belief systems are within the context of the religion, not the Christian context. What do you mean by that? Well, what I mean by that is when I started looking into Islam, um, I was, you know, 
put it in a historical context. This is right after 9-11. There were a lot of people, a lot of Christians, Christian radio stations that were talking about what, what Islam believes. And as I read through the Quran, I realized that's not what the Quran teaches. And, and what you end up finding is when you have people that deal with world religions, they do one of two things, either like a Kingdom of the Cults type book or, or Ray Comfort's book, uh, World Religions in a Nutshell. They're trying to deal with the, the, just the breadth of the huge number of religions and try to give you something on every one of them. Or you have books that are written to respond. So you'll have some books that go into in-depth, you know, answering Judaism, answering Roman Catholicism, answering Jehovah Witnesses. And it just deals with one, but what it's really doing is giving the Christian how do you respond to it. What I tried to do, and, and the reason I tried to do it in their context was I remember being asked by a Jewish rabbi if I would be willing to debate and talk with this other rabbi, because this other rabbi supposedly knew Christianity as well as he knew Judaism. And when I listened to about six hours of cassette tape, which, okay, I'm dating myself. You may not have actually ever used a cassette tape, Ryan. You're a little bit young. Cassette tapes are those old things where, you know, well, forget it. You you wouldn't understand. But... But but on cassette tape, I listened to about six hours of this guy and realized he did not know Christianity. But to a bunch of rabbis who knew nothing of Christianity, he seemed like he really knew what he was talking about. Uh, in a debate with Joshua Evans, uh, who is a Muslim apologist, he claims he was a former Christian youth minister, though he was never a minister uh, and never a Christian. But he had... In the, in the debate, one of the arguments I made is that he's arguing something that Christians don't hold to. And he's making an argument that every Christian in the room sees right through what he's doing. But the Muslims in the room are going to believe him just because he's Muslim. I didn't want to be guilty of that. So one of the things I did when I had written each one of these chapters, I actually went to people in each of the religions. So I went to a, a rabbi I knew and I sent him the, the lesson and I sent so, it to a, a Catholic cardinal. And I just said, you know, is this accurate to what you believe? Uh, and basically they, they had all agreed except for the Mormon who didn't, you know, Mormonism is going through the shift right now where they're trying to pretend like they're really Christian. And they're trying to change their language. And so he doesn't, they don't want to talk about the fact that they believe that, you know, God was born on a planet near Kolob. And uh, so they don't want to mention that, but it's like, well, is that what's in your documents? And he had to agree. But so basically I wanted to make sure they were accurate to the context within the religion to a point where uh, we have what goes along with this is a, on the web, on our website, striving for eternity, we have a small group uh, study guide that goes along with this. And we have a guy uh, who is in the middle East and um, he actually uses those study guides to witness to Muslims. He said he has found it to be the best tool he has ever used in working with Muslims. And the reason is, is that he starts on lesson three on Islam. And he said when these guys realize that this is accurate to what they believe, they now trust it. Hmm. 
because I'm, it's not trying to refute their beliefs. It's just saying this is what they believe. And they go, yep, that's what we believe. So then they start with Judaism, which they want to learn anyway, and Catholicism. They learn all these others. And then in that study guide, we actually have not only a chapter on Christianity, but a Christian response which deals with every one of those doctrines in more detail. And so he says by the time he gets to that point, he's already spent, you know, six, seven weeks with them, and then he's explained the Christian gospel to them for several weeks. And he's able to point out how Christianity is different than Islam, different than all these other religions when it comes to salvation. And so he said it's been the, the best tool, and the reason is is because they're trusting it because of the accuracy to what they believe, and it's not trying to refute it. And that's what sets this book a- apart from kind of the other books that are out there. That's the study guide that kind of came from this book. Where can people get that study guide, and where can people get your book? Uh, both could be got, could be obtained at strivingforeternity.org. There is a Kindle version of the book that's on Amazon, uh, which for Kindle users, so that's a little bit uh, less expensive. And uh, wh- if people are listening to this uh, live in, in the airing of Witness Radio, it should still be on sale for another couple of weeks for two ninety nine on Amazon. Um, it'll be going up, I think, in the end of June of two two thousand fifteen. So wait, wait a second. You said two ninety nine is in like two hundred ninety nine dollars, right? I would love for you to pay $299 for my book, Ryan, but you won't. So people can pay $2.99 for this book. Correct. Even though on the back here it says that it's worth $14.99. That's for the print version. Wow. It's the advantage of electronics. It's, it costs a lot less to to produce that, which you know, makes it easier in that way. It, it, the sale was running. It'll go up to, I think it's uh four ninety nine or five ninety nine. I forget which, uh, after June, 2015. Wow. Okay. So ladies and gentlemen, you, you heard it here, get your, uh, Kindle version of this book right away before it go stops being on sale. And if you're like me, a guy that really likes to have that handheld copy, go to strivingforeternity.org to get a handheld copy, and those are currently available for $14.99. You're listening to Witness Radio. Can it be a fire conference? That isn't dopey and heretical, you betcha. In New Jersey, no less, Tom's River specifically, Check out Jersey Fire, who is going to be at this great evangelistic equipping conference. None other than Dan Phillips from Pyromaniacs, Carl Kirby Jr., Andrew Rappaport, all equipping you at the great Jersey Fire conference. Find out more now at jerseyfire.org. Cannibalism is okay as long as you're not actually hurting somebody. Wouldn't eating someone hurt them? I'm trying to do the best I can. There's only one way to have your sins forgiven. As born-again Christians, part of our duty is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Whether you're a seasoned veteran or have never witnessed before, Witness Radio has something for you. Tune in next time to strengthen your faith and learn how to defend it. Go to witnesstalkradio.org. That's witnesstalkradio.org. If you want to grow in your understanding of God's Word and learn to study the Bible for yourself, join Pastor Andrew Rappaport as he teaches each week from the Word of God. 
The teaching is free through the Internet, but paid students receive a syllabus for each course with extra study materials. The cost is only $50 per year with special pricing for church groups. And you get to choose from the School of Biblical Hermeneutics or the School of Systematic Theology. Sign up today for Striving for Eternity Academy. Details at strivingforeternity.org. Imagine Jesus walking onto your local college campus. What would he say? Would he be like Matthew chapter 9, seeing the people rast and helpless like sheep without a shepherd, and say the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few? At Christian Collegiate Network, we are sending workers into the harvest. We are training students how to proclaim the glorious gospel, not only in the way that they live their lives, but how to speak to the campus community about the gospel. If you want to support our ministry at Christian Collegiate Network by becoming a campus leader or financially, go to changeyourcampus.com. Christian Collegiate Network, changeyourcampus.com. Ratings. We don't need no stupid ratings. You're listening to Witness Radio with Ryan Muriak. (coughs) But we like Ryan. (coughs) We do! Just go to witnesstalkradio.org. You're listening to Witness Radio. There's something else that uh, you're very well known for, and that is the Spreading the Fire events. Tell us a little bit about the Spreading the Fire events. Uh, Just the name kind of sounds like one of those wonky, charismatic-type conferences. Is Is that what this is? Well, of course, we're very wonky. No, <laughs> you know, ever since the Strange Fire Conference has come out, we've, a lot of people have been going, you know, what's up with, you know, Ohio Fire and Jersey Fire and NorCal Fire, which are the three locations of our, the Spreading the Fire events. And we use the word fire in its biblical sense. Uh, and we use it in the, in the common vernacular as well. The reason for that is because we're, when we say, the spreading the fire, uh, we're trying to get people fired up to warn the lost of the fire to come. So we're using the term fire in the, in the sense of judgment that people are going to suffer a judgment of God's wrath if they are in an unrepentant state, uh, when they die. And so we're trying to get Christians to be fired up to warn people about that fire to come, that judgment. And so you've been involved. You've been at all three of the Ohio fire events, haven't you? Yes, that's correct. Wow. In a couple more years, you're going to start getting rewards for that. We, we give, uh, we give away gifts for people who attend, you know, the event after five years. So, or if someone attends all three, they get an extremely special book. It's an out of print book that costs about, cost me about $70 a book to find them new. And, uh, Anyone that attends all three in a single year gets that. Wow. So, yep. And I don't say what the title is. That's just for those who get it. (laughs) That's because once they find out what it is, nobody wants it. No, actually, this is, it is the one book. It's, it's more of a Puritan work, but it is, it is probably my favorite book, uh, next to the Bible. Wow. Okay. Yeah. One, one that lifts God up on high, but Jersey fire is coming up in like five weeks and, uh, July 9th, 10th and 11th. Okay. Jersey fire. Now, obviously that one's in 
New Jersey. And then you said the Ohio Fire is in Ohio and NorCal Fire. That's Northern California. Why only those three locations? Well, because we take a loss financially at each one of them. And so we can only lose so much before we're out of business. Um, <laughs> in all seriousness, our goal is to have 12 of them, one a month, regionally located so that people can get to one of these no matter where they live. That's our goal. Uh, but in all honesty, the, the reason we stopped at three is because we, we do, we don't charge money for people to attend. It's purely upon donations and we just don't get enough donations to cover the costs of at any one of these events. And, um, but as a ministry, we're committed to doing them. So as we, as we get more monthly supporters, that helps us to be able to add more of these type of events on. Why don't you charge for these events? I don't really want to see money be an issue for some people. Some people can't afford to, to attend the events. And I don't want money to be an issue. In fact, one of the things that we have is we set money aside to help pay for people to get to the event. And, and it's on a first come, first serve basis. And we've, we've paid people's bus tickets. We've paid for people that need hotel stay, you know, need a hotel. Um, we've done things so that people can get there. Don't want money to be the issue. I'm a firm believer in God's sovereignty, not just in doctrine. I actually believe it in practice. So I believe God will provide for these events if he wants them to continue. And so I'm, I don't want money to be an issue why someone won't go. The sad thing is anyone that run, does conferences will tell you that if you charge money, more people show up uh, because they think that they're getting something of a better value. And the other sad thing is that if we get a rainy day, people just figure, hey, I didn't pay anything. They don't show up. Uh, but these these events cost us quite a bit to put on um, anywhere from five to eight thousand dollars to put one of these together. Wow. So we're, we get, uh, you know, we try to get really good speakers to come out. Well, yeah, for five to eight thousand dollars, you better get some good speakers. Speaking of which, uh, who do you have coming for Jersey Fire? We have Dan Phillips. Some people know him most from Pyromaniac's blog, a very well known blog, him and Phil Johnson, uh, write for that. I don't think Phil does anymore, but, um, we have him. We have Carl Kirby Jr., who you have heard in the past, not uh, senior, but this is junior. He he focuses on the indoctrination in within video games and media. And as you're well aware, at Ohio Fire, when he did his talks, people were blown away. There were people. I remember standing at the doors as people were walking out the doors, just open-jawed, going, I did not know all of that about video games. I mean, they just thought, like, okay, he's got some guy about video games, ho-hum. They were blown away. Um, and we're going to be talking this year, the theme is on discipleship. And so uh, he's going to be talking about how <laughs> how video games are trying to disciple, how the world is trying to disciple people, uh, children, and how they are believing 
these things. Because remember, most people that don't grow up in church have no clue what the Bible teaches other than what they hear in video games and the media. And Hollywood and video games do a horrible representation of the Bible. Yeah, that's definitely a fact. I remember sitting through uh, one of Carl Kirby Jr.'s talks, and I, I was blown away at some of the stuff that they were teaching about the Bible, about Christianity, in these video games. And, you know, people think that there's no indoctrination going on, but there is so much, uh, I mean, so much anti-Christian doctrine being taught within video games. I, I was astounded. Well, you know, many people know Carl Kirby Sr. from his work at Answers in Genesis. And I like to say that what Carl Kirby Jr. is doing is what Answers in Genesis did with the evolution debate and the school systems. That's what he's doing with media and video games. It's it's showing that, you know, the, how they are trying to change the worldview and affect the way people think. And it is a real eye-opener. Um, Dan Phillips and I talked about his messages. I am really stoked about those. Um, he's going to be talking on discipleship. And I, I, I was told, I, not, I, I said I wouldn't give away lots of details, but I'll just say I'm really looking forward to him. Uh, he, he had a, some things that he said he was going to talk about, and I went, wait a minute. I saw red flags, and then when he explained it, I was like, Wow, that's going to be really, really powerful. And so um, I can't give away those red flags because then you're going to suddenly be like not surprised when he talks about it. But those are going to be really good messages. And for folks in your area out in Ohio, uh, we do have some folks putting together a carpool or possibly a church that's going to lend some vans. And there is looking to be a carpool from Ohio to Jersey for Jersey Fire. Okay, that sounds very cool. Now, who would they contact uh, to be able to get a, get in on that carpool? Just contact you guys? Yeah, I mean, the best way, if they contacted us on our website, that would be that would be one way of doing it. That would be a good way of doing it um, because we're, you know, I don't want to give out someone's phone number, you know, here, but... Um, but if anyone knows uh, Bill Kaiser, he's the he's the one that's going to be doing it. And so, if you know him uh, or Michael Coglin, you could contact either of them. And if not, go to strivingfraternity.org, go to the contact page, and uh, and let us know that you're interested. Where do people go to register? Do they need to register uh, since there's no cost? Well, so yes, they need to register. They register at jerseyfire.org. The reason they need to register is because if they register before Father's Day, they will get a free t-shirt. So that's one incentive for them to register right away. Second is we assemble bags. If anyone that registers uh, two or three days, up until two or three days before the event, we give some resources, um, free resources that we purchase. Well, free for them, we purchase them, and some are donated to us. But we put bags together with some resources for folks. So they can only get that if they've registered because we need to know how many bags to put together. But it helps us in planning if we know who's there. So it really helps us with registration. 
To recap, what do they believe? A systematic theology of the major Western religions. Andrew Rappaport's new book. It's very good. Very thorough. And Jersey Fire is the next event for the Spreading the Fire events that Striving for Eternity puts on. Andrew, is there anything else that you want to share very quickly before we go? Well, you know, one of the other things that people aren't aware, I know you are, is our Striving for Eternity Academy, which they could find out about on our website and go to our YouTube channels. We offer free classes um, where people can get it. Right now we're finishing uh, book three of our Systematic Theology, and we're, uh, we're next we're going to go through world religions. I'm going to go through some of the book that we just talked about. Well, again, thank you very much, Andrew. And until next time, the fields are ripe for the harvest. So what are you waiting for? Get out there and share your faith. May God bless you. Radio has been brought to you by the Muniac family.